Hello, Internet. George here. Before we get this episode started, I want to apologize. There was no new episode last week. I was exhausted and a little burnt out. And the last thing I want to do was sit in front of my computer and edit a podcast. But here we are. Also, this episode was recorded weeks ago, so when we say things like, is this the last episode we're going to record before there's a war in Ukraine? Uh, It was, in fact, the last episode we recorded before there was a war in Ukraine, but it was not the first episode we released since there was a war in Ukraine. Um, So there's that. That's why that comment seems weird. And also, we have since seen uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which uh, we can talk about if you want. Let us know if you want us to talk about that in in a future episode. But that's why we don't really talk about it uh, here. So, there you go. Enjoy the episode, and we'll be back next week talking about Astonishing X-Men with our friend Sean, who comes back. Can't wait for you to hear that one. And welcome to issue 17 of Shortbox Summary. I'm your host, George. I am so happy to be here because today is an incredibly unique episode, something we've never done before. Very excited to get into it. But first, I got to make a request. If you're hearing this, thank you so much. That's incredibly cool and kind of you to listen. But I would like some feedback. Hit up uh, Apple, hit up Spotify, hit up any podcaster that allows people to leave reviews please leave a review if you like the show tell me why if you don't like the show tell me why i am looking for feedback looking to make the show grow and i need to hear from you into how i can make it a better better experience so please feel free to drop a line you can also hit me up at uh, purplebird616 on twitter just just stop by and say hey i'm a nice guy i like talking about nerdy things so come on by and we'll do that it'll be a lot of fun uh, without further ado, though, let's jump into the episode. This uh, is a special episode because we are not talking about the mid-2000s Marvel Universe. We are talking instead about something that I think a lot of people care about. We're talking about the MCU, and uh, we've got incredibly cool people here to talk about the MCU. So uh, Fabio is here, as per usual, one of my favorites in the game of podcasting. Fabio, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Thanks. And also joining us. Oh, was uh, I supposed first... to say more? I'm sorry. No, it's, uh, fuck it. It's fine. Thank. I'm. I'm glad you're here. I'm gonna just say the exact same shit George just said, but just say it myself, so that way I can assert my presence. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna say the exact same shit. Hold on. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Fabio. So happy to be. I can't remember what else you said. That's all I. I, <laughs> I, I got a little rambly. Uh, but we also have uh, not just the first time to shortbox summary, but I think. Is this your first time on a podcast ever? Yeah. 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 Ooh, man, taking that taking that cherry, taking that pod cherry. Uh we got my good friend Jamie. Jamie, how's it going? Good. Good. Glad to be here. Good to, you know, excited to chat with y'all. Good to see your faces, you know, through the computer. But yeah, fired up to have my questions answered. Oh my god. Yeah, this all this whole thing came about because Jamie and I again, it always goes back to Jackalope. That that might be the nexus of this podcast is is the Jackalope Bar in San Francisco. But Jamie and I were playing Pub Trivia one night, probably hosted by Marty, who's been on this podcast several times. And we were probably joined by Aaron, who's been on this podcast several times. And uh, Jamie was just like, you know, we should work on something for the MCU because you're a nerd 
and I don't know how to watch the movies. I don't know which order to watch it in. I don't know what any of these movies are about except the ones I've seen. And I don't even know what which movies I feel comfortable seeing. So, Jamie, walk me through your MCU journey, man. Like, what, uh, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And what, what do you find so confusing about it? Yeah, so it, there's, you know, obviously Iron Man came around and, you know, saw that back in the day. Um, I've seen a few here and there. I've missed a few here and there, but they come up. I try to see them. Um, now they're on Disney. I try to watch them, but now like it's gotten to the point where there's so many of them. And I, I, I really just, I just don't know, especially when it comes to like the team of heroes. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like those ones really confuse me. I can like, like black Panther came out. I was like, great. I'm going to go see that. Like there's no sort of story beforehand that I really need to know. I guess maybe there was a little bit in black Panther, but there wasn't like much that I needed to know going into that movie to sort of get it and get a full picture. Um, So like, like I will watch the, uh, like the single hero sort of origin stories, no problem. But when we get to the sort of greater universe, I'm, I'm lost. Like I, I think I've, said earlier like it feels like i've been dropped into a book and like a random page random chapter and read this chapter but like i was like i i know it's about superheroes but like i don't know like which chapter i'm in what came before what what happened afterward um so those those ones i'm, I'm always a little hesitant to watch those because i just feel like i'm going to be confused half the time mm-hmm. I think that's a common feeling. I don't think you need to feel bad about that. I think it was easy in uh, 2012 when Avengers came out and there was like four movies that you had to watch before then. But now I think they're up to like 26, 27 movies. And like, that's, that's a tall fucking order to put on someone. It's like, Hey, yeah, you can watch this movie and you'll probably understand it and enjoy it. But to really get the full thing, you actually need to watch like 160 hours of other movies uh, just to really get a feel for it. You know, if you include all the TV shows, if you include all the, uh it's movies all the sequels all, everything everything that's canon it's just it's it's becoming too much of an ask i think yeah and i will say like i've 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 gone about and i've tried to google like which order should i watch the mcu movies in and like i've gotten chronological release date but i feel like that net doesn't even line up with the order that the story is told in always so yeah it, 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 like I'm I'm not here to say that I'm just like some demo who's like never never like researched this. I like I've tried. I mm-hmm. I'm sure like I could Google it and figure it out if I wrote some stuff down, but I know you, George. I figured, you know, there are more there's more than one person who doesn't want to have to do research to watch these movies and figure it out. So Yeah, absolutely. And we're just here to give people something fun to listen to while they play video games stoned out of their minds, right guys? No. No, drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. Okay, all right, that's fine. Come on, come on. This is a PG podcast. Yeah, but also for Marvel enthusiasts. Okay, fine. Just drunk out of their minds. That's totally different. We. I'm a little drunk. I'm a little. Alcohol is legal in every state. (laughs) Yeah, unless you're over 18 on the West Coast, and then sure, play your video games stoned out of your mind. That's fine. Yeah, God, it'll be great. Um. All right, let's let's freaking jump into it. Unless Fabio, do you have anything to to add? No, I fucking hate Marvel movies, so I'm excited for this. Um, Okay. No, I I actually, like, I was, I remember being super into Iron Man, and I remember Iron Man 3 was, like, the first one that did, I remember, like, there was a bit of a change. I was like, okay, they got more kids in this movie. They're like, Iron Man's a hero to these children. Like, you could tell the clear indication of when Disney kind of stepped in. 
Um, and I remember that was like the first experience I had to like the actual MCU being like more established than what it was at the time when Iron Man two came out, I guess. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. Cause I have, I mainly watched everything after Iron Man three. I've mainly, mainly only watched once. Um, so I don't remember shit. Like it's been so long. So yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, all this shit you pulled up for this. All right, cool. And this is a comic book podcast. So I did some, some research. I double checked my, my library and I actually have comic books to pair with, uh, with every movie we're about to talk about. So if you are listening and you already know the MCU movies, uh, listen and, uh, I'll make some comic book recommendations. So you can just go ahead and jump into the ones that interest you the most. So let's start things off. Uh, we're going, going back, back to world war two. Uh, the first movie you got to watch is captain America. The first Avenger. I'm doing this in, I'm doing this in chronological order. I think that's most interesting. And I think that's most fun. Okay. Hold on. I'm stupid. MCU chronological. order. Yeah. Not, not not release date. Not our live. Okay. Got it. Okay. So in the timeline of Marvel. Yeah. Just to make sure. That's what I want. Yeah. Did Iron Man kick it off? Was that the first one? Iron Iron Man kicked it off in 2008. Okay. So that's the first that's technically within the MCU, like chronological order. This is where it's hard to tell. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Captain America starts at World War II, but Iron Man, like the movie came out before the Captain America movie. Yeah. And parts of Thor took place in the 1100s. So yeah. Damn it, Marvel. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick to chronological order just because I think it's more interesting. Again, this is not release order. Uh, Steve Rogers is a small underdeveloped man with a heart of gold (laughs) who undergoes a process that turns him into Captain America, the world's first super soldier in order to stop the top Nazi scientist Red Skull from destroying the allied forces in World War II. I think this movie's fine. I think it's strictly fine. I prefer The Rocketeer, which is another World War II movie that the director Joe Johnson made. I think this movie is interesting, but it looks poopy. I think it, the everything looks like it's covered in oil and shot on a green screen, and I don't like the way it looks. Dude, but you're missing the whole point. They made him tiny. That's right. They reverse buffed him. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's pretty big. That's like Fifty Cent had to do that in real life and like emaciate the fuck out of himself to get a movie. Like they were able to do that with camera magic. Like that was pretty cool, right? That was a good part yeah. of it when he was yeah, just was, fucking tiny. That was great. That yeah. was cute. It's like shrimp, it's shrimp, like the, the reverse Tom Cruise treatment or whatever. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. to make him look bigger in movies. Uh, I mean, basically, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually remember uh, liking this movie a lot. It's fine. It's it's definitely like I think the most campy of like the early Marvel movies for sure. Because you know they're not even fighting Nazis; they're fighting Hydra, and like Hydra doesn't use real guns; they use these. Uh, ray guns and it's just like oh this is like super comic book translated directly to to movie yeah like his his biggest fucking issue in that movie was like deciding whether or not to be like an advertisement prop like that was like he was like how much propaganda should i be involved like that was like his biggest fucking thing in that movie that was like a huge point of it hey man it was a good question to ask okay yeah, as someone who's worked in advertising for a while, that, that, that's a fair question. <laughs> There's a fair dilemma that comes up. Do I want to stick in agency life or do I want the better hours that come along with in-house? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, for I this movie... Will masses. 
For this movie, I recommend a comic called Captain America White by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. It takes place back in World War II. Tim Sale is like one of the coolest comic book artists I've ever seen. He just has this really interesting painterly style. And he's worked with Jeff Loeb a bunch on series like Batman, The Long Halloween, and uh, some other books that are actually going to be listed a little later in this episode. So I'm going to save those. Uh, I think the next movie you should watch, if we're doing, if we're sticking to chronological order, Captain Marvel, baby. Really? Higher, faster, further. Yeah. Well, that one takes place in the 90s. Oh, shit. But I, I mean, I haven't really given it thought about like which period each movie takes place in, but I didn't realize that would be the next one. Yeah. Uh, well, Captain America's in the 40s. Captain Marvel's in the, in the no 90s. 80s Marvel movies? Uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy technically starts in 89. Yeah, but like not the whole but, Like, I'm not going to tell you to like, sense. okay, watch the opening scene from this movie, then jump no, into no, this no, movie. No, 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 no. No, but that's just super interesting. I'm just surprised that like Marvel never did like a hardcore 80s fucking movie. Well, there you know? was uh, X- oh, X-Men Apocalypse took place in the 80s. No, that's 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 not MCU. Yeah, Nobody doesn't shit that doesn't it really doesn't count. Also, it's yeah. not a very good movie. It's not a um, movie. so this movie is about an amnesic Kree super soldier named Carol Danvers who gets stranded on Earth, and uh, she's trying to stop the Skrulls, a shape shifting race of aliens, from taking over Earth and turning it into a into an operating base. And she tries to uh, unlock her memories and solve the mystery of her past. So that's that's what that movie's about. Pretty decent soundtrack, although I will say every song in it is extremely on the fucking nose. Like they're looking for something hidden, and uh, the song that plays in the background is "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls." I'm like, okay, all yeah. right. You could be like a little less literal with your with your soundtrack selection. That said, the soundtrack fucking slaps. I, I like the- Allison Brie, so like it usually gets a pass for me, regardless of what she's in. Brie I like her as. I said it the other that way Brie. around. That they're yeah, both Allison good. Brie Larson. Yeah. yeah. They are both like, very talented. Like both I, will, I will watch yeah. yeah, I will watch anything either of them are in. Yeah, yeah. Um I like this movie. I thought it was good. It was fine. Yeah. It was very Marvel. I've watched both of these and I enjoyed both of them because I didn't need any any pretext to both of these stories. So that's fair. How do you feel like they fit in with the MCU though? How do you feel like Captain Marvel fits in? Like, did, did she not, did, do you think that that movie was purely made for, like, future movies? Or do you think that, like, that had some other implications, like, within the MCU? Uh, I think it, it ties in, because this, I mean, it was, remember, it was, like, made after Guardians of the Galaxy. So, like, we'd already seen parts of the, the galaxy before. And I think it's actually interesting to watch it in this order, because, uh, you know, a lot of these alien races and characters are sort of, like, recontextualized by new movies. And I think it's more interesting to be introduced to the Kree through this lens and then see them in, in other lights, I guess, in, in later movies. Yeah. See, yeah, so I've great. been introduced to like, I had been introduced to Captain Fury. I think it is a Captain Fury. It's Fury um, in other movies. So I, I know he appears in these first two movies, mm-hmm. but like it would, I'd be interested to see like, if we're going chronologically in the MCU universe, like sort of how he comes in and out, like these two are, I feel like were made later. And therefore, like, they introduce him at the end. Uh, sorry if I'm giving away those movies. They introduce him at the end of those movies to sort of tie into the rest of it. Oh, no, man. Captain Marvel, he's he's like a major character. He, he's in a bunch of it. So this is, And this is, like, before he becomes, like, Director Fury. So this is kind of his origin story in the MCU. And okay. he becomes such an Not- important part, like, in, especially in, like, Phase 1. That, like, yeah, I actually think it's really good to, to watch this earlier. 
Okay. All right. Next up, we're getting to. Oh, sorry. I forgot recommendations. Uh, I really like the current series of Captain Marvel by Kelly Thompson and Carmen Carnero. So if you have Marvel Unlimited or if you have Hoopla or any other means of, of getting these stories, um, Captain Marvel from 2019. That's like the start of this current volume. And then also the series from 2012 by Kelly Sue DeConnick and Dexter Soy. Those are probably like the two best Captain Marvel comics that I can I can vouch for. Uh, third movie up, we got Iron Man. And this was made, I think, before there was like really even the intent of an MCU. There was a little stinger right. teaser at the end of the movie. But it, honestly, it just felt like a weird sci-fi action movie that just came out and was probably going to just be that the way so many other comic book movies before it had just sort of been farted into existence, like yeah. Ghost Rider and all this random shit. Hulk. And we just recorded, Fabio and I just recorded an episode on Iron Man. And uh, I like couldn't stress enough to Fabio how few shits people gave about Iron Man when the movie came out and when that comic book we talked about came out, um, he was like considered a B or C tier character. And then Robert Downey Jr. Just completely elevated this nothing person into the most important character in box office history, maybe. And that comic came first, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Comic came out in 2004. Go ahead, George. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say the comic book came out in 2004. It's my recommendation for this movie. It's called Extremis. It is from 2004 by Warren Ellis and Addie Granov, and it is one of the most important comic books ever made, not even because of what it did for comics, but because of what it did for movies and everything else. So that is my recommendation for that movie if you liked the first Iron Man. My question was, so Robert Downey Jr. is actually the person we should blame for all of the Marvel movies <laughs> that all I mean, of the Hollywood of. actors that like don't like, they're like, Oh, I, I would never be in a Marvel movie. Like, yeah, they, no, they should all blame their own and all blame Robert Downey Jr. I mean, kind so of good yeah. at it for fucking nailing it. Yeah. For getting sober and being good at his job. Well, that's the weird thing. Like everyone was like weird. Like, I don't know if Robert Downey Jr. Can do it. And like, I had just seen that movie kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, he can do it. That movie rules. And like Tony Stark is like a recovering alcoholic. You know, he's just like a smart ass guy in the comics, but like this movie was so important and so popular that like comic book writers changed how they wrote Tony Stark to like match Robert Downey Jr. Like it was absolutely the comic books borrowing from the movies at that point. No. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Like, God, he fucking nailed it. to like, like I'll always picture him as a character in less than zero. So like, I like to picture that that kind of just like went off and became <laughs> yeah. who he was. Yeah, that, as Tony that was Stark. him like sophomore year of college. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's same Tony Stark, but yeah, it's, it's really crazy. Like got, getting to read extremis, um, which I can't recommend enough. God damn that. I fucking hate Iron Man as a character. And like, that is a good ass comic. Um, yeah. But yeah, he nailed it. Like, I, you, I, it probably was because of him. That's a fair point, Jamie. Like, he really did. Like, he got it down so well that, yeah, it was too much of his real life for him to not get it, I guess. Well, that and just like, I don't know, like, Glenn Close was in a Marvel movie, you know? Like, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins was in a Marvel movie. Clay, Kate Blanchett was in a Marvel. Like, it's just like all these, like, big, like, real serious actors that... I don't think you're like, I think you're 10,000% right. Like would never have considered ever doing it. If not for Robert Downey Jr. Who himself was like an Academy Award winning actor who did it. You know, it's, it's pretty insane to think like what a inflection point that first movie was. 
And then I just realized I'm talking about the movies a lot. Um, I don't know if I specified earlier. I know this is a comics podcast, but I have not read very many, if any, comics. Um, you know, occasional page here and there. So I'm coming from a point of knowing the movies um, and then possibly, you know, leaning into some comics. But the reason I'm only commenting on the movies is because that's what I know. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Hey, that's what the podcast is for. So just be, be listening to the podcast and we'll, we'll catch you up on the stories yeah. you got to know. I wrote down extremis, so I'll figure, I'll figure out my yeah, library card and try and get that one down. Some adult okay. ass shit. That's what I like about it. Like it, it hits me now differently. And I don't think, I don't know if we're, we're going to touch on this later, George, but like going into this now, like I think I used to like the movies more than I enjoyed reading comics in the, in their form. But now like, that Marvel's like released so many movies. I think I've like gotten to a point with the ones that you've shown me that I, I think I like the comics like a little bit more than the movies at this point, which was I, very different to how I used to be. It only took like 15 hours of podcast, but we finally <laughs> did it. We, we, we converted one. All right, cool. cool. Uh, the next movie up direct sequel, Iron Man two. I think this one is like super underrated. I know everyone shits on it. I think it's great. And uh, for the comics, I recommend, uh, from the original Iron Man series, the one from 1968, uh, a story called Demon in a Bottle from issues 120 to 128 and Armor Wars from 225 <laughs> to 232. And they aren't really like direct influences on the, the stories per se, like on the movie per se, but uh, a lot of liberties were taken and uh, I, I think you can see some connections. So I think that's those are interesting stories to check out if you liked Iron Man 2 or if you didn't like Iron Man 2 and you want to see what could have been. I recommend checking out those stories. Was the Liberty kicking Terrence Howard's ass off the fucking field? And like, uh, <laughs> was that? Yeah, just it, no, they, they didn't do that in the comics. Um, okay. No, Rhodey was always like a cool character in the comics. They never, they never had beef with uh, <laughs> any way he was portrayed, I think. Okay. Uh, but also a significant movie. Cause that was the one that introduces black widow. That was the first time we ever saw Scar Joe in the, in the no MCU, way. yeah, Shit, yeah, it's from 2010. That. Or, it only took yeah, 2010. fucking 40 years, and then she got her own movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next movie in in the chronological order, uh, The Incredible Hulk, the Ed Norton movie. That counts. Um, I think. I'll, yeah, I think. Well, yeah. It, well, there's like a scene at the end credits, like with Robert Downey Jr. Oh shit! Yeah, I had no idea. That's interesting. Yeah, this came out the same summer as uh, the first Iron Man movie. And, um, you know, it's fine. It has its moments. I don't think it's particularly great. Uh, that said, Hulk Gray by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale is an excellent comic. And Hulk Immortal, Fabio, I think you would really like this comic uh, from 2018 by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. It is like a 50 issue horror series about yes. the Hulk. It is kind of incredible that they were able to get away with it for four years four and a half years uh really special stuff jamie i think honestly you could probably skip this movie like i understand <laughs> being a completionist you want to see everything but man personally not a fan of this movie i think it's pretty forgettable yeah this is the first one that i've been like mm, i don't i, I might have seen this i don't i don't know that i remember it so I was 18, isn't there 18 like, in Maine. You said I had it jack was, shit to do. I saw it. But besides that, you said it was Ed Norton. Isn't isn't Mark Ruffalo the whole? They re, the they later? recast Ed Norton as 
they recast Mark Ruffalo to replace Ed Norton's character, but okay. it's the same so, yeah. same character, just different actor. Okay. I remember trying to fucking burn it as an ISO file, ISO file, for so long as a teenager onto a disc so I could watch it on my fucking television because I had like just figured out how to do it. It was the hardest thing I'd ever had to do, and it had the dumbest lines around it. Like, even when I burned it onto a disc, it still looked like shit. George, I worked a lot for to see that movie, and uh, I still love it because of that. Oh, I'm sorry for dunking on it then. <laughs> no, I actually really like both Hulk movies. I think they're both shit, but, like, I think I was uh, at I l- the time, I was so excited for, like, anything that crazy. I that. love the first one. The Ang Lee Hulk movie is incredible. It's so stupid. I love them all. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so pretty. It looks like nothing else. It's really special. Uh, the next movie up is Thor. Jamie, I know you love classic mythology. I know you absolutely love mythological shit. So this yeah, Thor movie, very true. Yeah, Thor movies right up your alley. Um, It used to be my favorite of the Marvel movies, like my favorite, like first movie. I've kind of kind of cooled off on it since then. I think it's a little boring, but yeah. really pretty. I think it's a really pretty movie. Plus, I love Anthony Hopkins and I'll watch him in literally anything. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of uh, that first Thor movie. I thought it was fine. I thought it had some like funny moments, but like the setting was very boring. I think this is I, don't, I could be wrong, but I feel like this is where Marvel started to like with their DC like MCU, it like started became to become like a little bit of a formula of like where you didn't need to have these crazy ass, like intricate settings. You could just put them in the fucking desert. Like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Like you can have a very boring background, <laughs> but like just put characters in the middle. Yeah. These fucking virgins are going to come see this movie anyway. It yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that movie was a huge risk on the character itself, but like, yeah, I think that they just, dip their toes in the water as gently as possible with the most boring shit possible. But like, I'm really glad Thor made it because I fucking love that character now. Right. Um, for that movie, I really like, there's actually, there's just so many good Thor comics. I really recommend Thor muddy Avenger. It's like a good all ages book. That one's from 2010. I recommend the Thor series by J. Michael Straczynski and Olivier Copwell from 2007. And like, I think that's kind of where they sort of took the inspiration to put them in the desert because in that comic, um, Asgard had disappeared. It died to Ragnarok or whatever. And then all of a sudden it just appeared above Braxton, Oklahoma, like just like in the middle of nowhere in like the Oklahoma panhandle. And, uh, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is so weird. Like Thor's hammer comes crashing back down to earth. No one can lift it. And then all of a sudden someone actually does lift it. And that just felt like an actual scene they did in the movie. So I recommend that series. I also recommend Thor God of Thunder. Yes. by Aaron and Asad Riddick. That's going to recommend. One of the yeah. best comic books I've ever read. And the current series Thor uh, from 2020 by Donnie Cates and Nick Klein is also very, very good. In the fifth issue, he fights Galactus and it's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I read Gods of Thunder at my office uh, desk a long time ago while working at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that it was incredible. so good. <laughs> Jamie, you would like that one, too, because the artist is like a painter. So it actually looks like almost like fantasy art. It's in really the comic good. itself. It's really good. It's um, like three different timelines of Thor. All happening yeah, Thor is a young, arrogant piece of shit. Thor is like a current Avenger than like Thor in the far future. Yeah. And it's part of like this epic like six year run the author had on Thor 
that I finally finished like last winter. I read all of it from start to finish. It was absolutely incredible. Like one of the best comic experiences I can remember. Also, as a and side another note, one... like the shit that you're recommending is like stuff you can read without not without needing to know like every single detail about the character or feeling bad because you're dipping in somewhere new that like you don't you didn't know what happened five ep- issues back. You know, like these are all spots that are really good to just jump in and just like read because yeah these are all these are all starting points yeah thank you yeah that that was a question for me in my head it was like all these recommendations like can i can i jump right in like i I know george you started off this podcast saying comics like can feel like you're just jumping in in the middle and you don't Mm -hmm. know where to start and that's kind of why you're doing it but i mean i guess that's what you have to do eventually but you fabio you're saying you could jump into any of these and sort of know what you're getting and enjoy sort of each experience individually exactly yeah because the comics are overwhelming and by issue 500 and something like i just it's like i can't do it so yeah these are all really good spots to where like they're just good story arcs where you could just read it you know issues one through whatever or whatever they are you know and they're just great spots to just enjoy the story and be done with it all right next up first big crossover movie we got Mm. avengers uh i actually really don't like this movie anymore <laughs> i think this movie is kind of aged shitty uh that said that big fight at the end is still like one of the most epic things i like can remember seeing in a theater like that was like one of the first times i remember just going like whoa like just like seeing all six heroes fight in new york city and uh i assume everyone listening has probably seen this movie by now it's just so weird to me that like this became the thing because it used to just be like a weird corner of like the market like oh man i wonder if this will succeed and now like it just is the market yeah which is really disappointing in some regards because like i I really miss michael mann movies you know i'd love to see a movie like heat no yeah but i don't think it can and, you know, the thing is, like, there there are some of these movies that are kind of forgettable. Like, if you try to talk about the final fight scene, you know, where they're in New York, like, you could be like, oh, I remember, like, people on flying things running around the city and the Hulk smashed Loki. Like, that's about it. Like, that's all I can remember from that final scene. And so I don't know yeah. if it's just because of time, but they're like, yeah, I don't feel like Avengers 1 or 2 are, like, the most, like, memorable I don't think, in my opinion. I don't think it is. I think it also just, like, feels the weirdest of any movie. Like, I think there's, like, a really weird, uh, like, pacing energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, the most important part of this movie is, like, the mid credit scene, you know? This is, like, where you first see uh, Thanos. Spoilers. I mean, this uh, movie is okay. 10 years old at this point. I don't feel bad for spoiling this one. I won't spoil the later ones. Uh, for this movie, I really recommend The Avengers by Jeff Johns, Volume 1 and 2, The Complete Collection, if you're a physical book kind of guy. That is from the 1998 volume of Avengers, issues 57 to 76. Uh, really, really good stuff, and like the last stuff uh, Jeff Johns made before becoming DC exclusive. And uh, The Ultimates by Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. Uh, no one really talks about The Ultimate Universe anymore since they destroyed it a couple of years ago. But this movie's DNA is interchangeable, I think, with the Ultimates. I think the Ultimates has way more influence than people are willing to admit. Also, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, Avengers Secret War, uh, we did an episode about it a few episodes ago, and it's fucking dope. Yeah, that one's really good, too. Yeah, That must be why I didn't hear about that war. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not everyone wants to cover it. The mainstream media doesn't want to cover, you know, 
the poor people yeah, getting blown up. The secret. Can't shut up. Can't yeah. shut up about Ukraine. Yeah, but just let, <laughs> let secret wars go. I guess. Is this the last episode we're going to record before there's like a war? That's weird, right? I mean, there's always a war. Myanmar yeah, has been fighting for how long for during their military coup? That's a good point, but that's like months. a coup. I'm saying like there's like an actual declaration of war between two sovereign countries. Like that's it's gonna yeah, get hairy. God. Yeah, what a shitty time to be alive. Speaking of shitty times to be alive, Thor: The Dark World is up next. This one's pretty panned. Uh, I'm really disappointed because I love Christopher Eccleston and he's like the main bad guy and he just does jack shit in that movie. Which movie is this? Thor: Dark World, where he fights like the oh. dark elves. It's forgettable. Yeah, that's it's forgettable. super forgettable. Um, the best part about this movie is uh, it came out around the time Jason Aaron was like starting his Thor run. So he like made Malekith like a more important villain in his story. And that ultimately led to War of the Realms from 2019 by Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman. I can't recommend that book enough. That's a good one. To just jump into. Super fun. Uh, let's see. Next up, Iron Man 3. Fabio, why don't you like Iron Man 3? You said it was the kid? No, I don't have a problem with Iron Man 3. I think that, that this was just like the first Disney movie that had come out. Um, or like, did, like this was after the buyout, right? Um, and I think that this was the first movie that Disney produced. Or like, they kind of came in like somewhere within production, I think, for, for Iron Man 3. I'm sure they were ready in pre-production before Disney bought them out. Um... But and these aren't facts. I could be wrong on this. But no, Disney bought them out way earlier. But oh, I, earlier I, I, I agree out. that this one felt a little more meddled with than than the others. Yeah, and I think that like this was the first touch where like they made like a pretty hard stance on like trying to appeal to younger generations and like kids and and show that these are like heroes. And um, I didn't have a problem with this movie. It's kind of I don't remember a whole lot. Um, which is weird because what's his nuts is in it. Uh, the wrestler. I can't remember his name right now. No, Mickey Rourke was in Mickey the Rourke. second one. Oh, that was, that was the second one? Never mind. Good. I don't remember yeah. shit about three. I just remember he saves some little kid next to a Three's car. The, three's small the one town. written and directed by Shane Black. So it's got Christmas vibes. The guy who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Didn't see it. Lethal Weapon. Oh, <laughs> Lethal yeah, Weapon 2. He was in um, Predator. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't remember a whole lot from. Uh, I don't remember who the villain was or anything anymore now. Actually, oh uh, man, I I love this one. This is the one that like takes the story of Extremis. Like, does it? Like the the bad guys like in, invented Extremis in this movie. God, I don't remember them portraying that as cool as the comic did. Then I guess <laughs> sure didn't. Uh, <laughs> I really like this one, but I understand that people don't. I don't understand why. I just know that they don't. But that's okay, because the next movie is like one of my top three favorite MCU movies ever. And that's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you see that one, Jamie? I think so. I'm pretty sure I went like on a Disney binge of Captain America and Thor at one point. So I think I've seen like whatever, two or three of each of those movies. Right. And I like I did like The Winter Soldier. That was a good one. Hell yeah. Um, for this comic... Oh, sorry, I forgot. For Iron Man 3, uh, Iron Man from 2007, uh, that series, the first six issues, I think. Uh, it's a story called The Five Nightmares by Matt Fraction and Salvador LaRocca. I think that story is pretty good. Matt Fraction, I think, is kind of guilty of just doing like a Warren Ellis cover song. But there's like 
different there's like way worse artists you could like try to plagiarize basically than than warren ellis so i actually really like that story even though it is just like a, a it reads like a shitty warren ellis story uh but it it's it's worth I've reading heard regardless. About fraction. yeah i've heard things about warren ellis uh cats america <laughs> and the winter soldier uh the entire captain america volume from 2005 it's like 50 issues long one of the best comic book runs of all time between ed brubaker and uh Steve Epting and Butch Geis and, and Mike Perkins, like all, all those artists work on it together. And uh, there's like a Captain America Winter Soldier Ultimate Collection. There's a Red Menace Ultimate Collection and a Death of Captain America Ultimate Collection that covers the entire story. And it is just excellent, excellent storytelling. I cannot recommend that comic book enough. It's one of the best things I've ever read. And Fabi and I are doing a Captain America episode real soon. Oh, cool. Study up, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out your pens and your legal pads, baby dolls. Uh, Wait, we're next still up, to have Black Widow. Uh, no, Black Widow doesn't take place until a couple movies from now. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, next up, Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Those are actually back to back movies that you can just watch one, you know, one right after the other. If you have seven. Um, yeah, man, those movies I think probably have like the most personality of any of the movies in the MCU. Like, they I, were I think those. Yeah. They actually had like a vibe to them, which is really special and cool. Yeah. Yeah, I started singing that song in my head. Which one? Down, down, on it, down, down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that whole soundtrack defined so many fucking white people weddings for the next several years. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, just okay. Here, just play Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One and Two, and then if you could actually, yeah. if you could add it in Africa by Toto, then we have our entire <laughs> wedding playlist or prom playlist. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, for those movies, if you like those, I recommend Guardians of the Galaxy by Dan Abnett, Andy Lanning, and Paul Pelletier, and uh, that's from 2007. That series is excellent. I also recommend Annihilation by Keith Giffen and Andrew DeVito. That is just like a big epic as shit space opera that involves like all these characters. And then the follow-up series Annihilation Conquest by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning and Tom Rainey, which is the direct sequel to Annihilation. And that's like the bridge series between Annihilation and Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like that's Peter Quill was like a jerk off character no one cared about. And then these stories happen and then transformed him into Guardians of the Galaxy. And then he became just like one of the coolest characters in, in comics after that. Who's Peter Quill? Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's character. Didn't realize his name was Peter Quill. All right. Yeah, here you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Next up, Avengers Age of Ultron. I do feel like asking who Peter Quill is like very much fits in with star lord's personality in the movie that's fair also fits in with his podcast yeah yeah <laughs> fucking age of ultron sure yeah this sure. is this is an important movie because it introduced scarlet witch it introduced quicksilver as big a deal as that was it also introduced um Andy Serkis as uh, as claw who I actually really like I think Andy Serkis is great in the MCU <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Um, for this, I recommend the story Avengers Ultron Unlimited by Kurt Busiek and George Perez. That is from the 1998 volume issues 19 to 22. Just a nice little four issue story, but it's like, man, he Ultron like just commits genocide. He, like he like eradicates like an entire Eastern European country. It's fucking epic as hell. Dark it's as hell. Epic. But man, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Epic. I'm just saying, well, okay, but I'm just saying, like, oh, that hadn't really happened in, like, an Avengers comic before where, like, a villain got away with it and, like, the heroes were too late to stop it. That's what I meant by epic, you piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, speaking of, speaking of the war we just hinted at a few <laughs> minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor taste. I apologize. <laughs> uh, next up, Ant Man. Oh, this God, movie, yeah. I think, could have been really special if uh, they let Edgar Wright direct it. I still think it was pretty good. Again, I like that it has like a personality. But this is kind of when the, I start to turn on the Marvel Universe a little bit, because this is when I feel like all the jokes sound exactly the same. Yeah. That's and I'm fair. just a little... I'm just, I, I need like a little bit more variety. I just don't buy Paul Rudd as a, as a superhero. Well, or he's a pretty a shitty character. superhero, so he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He's great as a secondary, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like everyone... this is 40 and already a brother. Classic Paul Rudd. I don't see you as Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I heard somebody say, I don't remember where I heard it, but like, I think it was a comedian that said it, but they were basically like, I love Paul Rudd. I will watch all his movies, but I will never be there for a midnight release. Like, ever. Like, for a Paul Rudd movie. And like, I get that. Like, I love Paul Rudd. I will watch all his shit. But like I'm not fucking rushing. Like <laughs> I'll watch it. That's fair. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I really like him. I think it's weird that like the guy I loved so much from like Clueless and like the guy who married Lisa Kudrow on Friends. I do think it's weird that he's a superhero now. But uh, I think he makes it work. I, th- I think he does a good job. I think he does a great job because he's like one of the few people in the entire MCU who like doesn't think he should be there and doesn't want to be there. So I, I think that's like an interesting like the character, not. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's obviously thrilled, but like the character of Scott Lang is just like, I, 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 I'm just a guy, you know. Like he, I think he's very yeah. humble in a way that a lot of the other uh, superheroes aren't. So I, I think that's interesting. To I recommend clear, a I adore Paul Rudd. Just yeah, hard not to. Yeah. Wet Hot American Summer. Ooh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my favorite Paul Rudd movie, Wanderlust. Have you guys seen that? Oh uh, yeah, him and Jennifer Aniston. Him on the hippie compound. Oh yeah. man, that scene in the mirror by himself is my favorite. In the world. Oh, Fabio, you gotta go watch it. Yeah, Wanderlust. I'm writing it down. Uh, for Ant Man, I recommend a story called Second Chance. It's by Nick Spencer and Ramon Rosanos, and that is from the Ant Man series from 2015. It is five issues long, and it was made after the movie, so it it very much feels in in vibe with the movie so if you if you dug that you should check it out uh next up captain america civil war this is captain america 3 uh it was called captain america civil war it probably should have just been called avengers 3 (laughs) because every mcu hero at at the point in time was in it including a new one this was when spider-man debuted in the mcu oh hold up that brings up the question of which spider-mans do we include in the mcu all oh, right, yeah. uh, I I answer that a little bit later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I promise. I promise we get to it. You think I was gonna make an MCU list and not talk about Spider Man? Get the fuck out of here, Jamie. <laughs> uh, for this it's... series, I recommend the comic Civil War by Mark Millar and Steve McNiven uh, from 2006. The comic is so much better than the movie, and I really like the movie. The comic is dark as hell. You hate Iron Man, Fabi. Is this comic why you hate Iron Man? Yeah, yeah. This was the first time I had like really gotten any iron man content so yeah i fucking hated iron man from this uh yeah there should be no matter which way you're looking it up um there should be a comprehensive like 
list of Civil War comics that are all. So if I'm hearing this correctly, Fabio, you are team big government in terms of team Captain America. No, it's actually the other way around. It's the the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, So Tony Stark is big government. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Ah, Stark wanted the registry. He wanted everyone to be registered, you know, through the government. Uh, and, but, I got to go um, back and watch this movie again. Or yeah, read read, you got to go back it's and good. read this comic, man. It's good shit. Yeah, comic's really fucking good. Yeah, it was like clearly influenced by the Patriot Act in the comic. The way I don't think the movie was like really like the comic was about something clearly more than the comic. I don't think the movie was about anything more than just like moving the plot of the MCU forward, yeah, which it did a good fair. job of that. But man, it, it, like it didn't really touch on like the what the point was. Um, Fabio, this is Black Widow time. This is Black Widow's time to shine. Okay. And I know it came out last year, but it takes place right after Civil War. And for this one, I recommend the Black Widow series from 2016 by Mark Wade and Chris Samney. I also recommend a series from 2001 by Devin Grayson and JG Jones. Um, really, really good. Marvel Knight story back when that imprint was around. Uh, but man, those comics are so good. Anything by Chris Samney, you should probably pick up. That guy's like one of the best artists of all time. I've never heard of him. He's Sounds very cool. talented. Uh, it's time. It's finally time. Spider-Man Homecoming, the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. It counts? Yeah, that one counts. Put it on fucking Disney. Uh, I think Sony signed a deal with Stars, So I think it's coming to the <sighs> Stars app. Of course. Dude, I like to pay extra for that shit. Yep. Yeah. I liked these movies. I like Tom Holland, but I cannot remember a goddamn thing from any of those movies. And they feel like a fucking fever dream. Is it just me? No, this I mean, I remember everything about the first one because Michael Keaton's in it. And I like am in love with Michael Keaton. That's fair. Like, I think that guy's like one of the coolest people who's ever existed. He was Batman when I was growing up, and he's why I would wear Batman pajamas every night, and he's why I would wear Batman pajamas to school on Halloween. So, and it's why he wears Batman pajamas every night now as a thirty-one-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly growing up. Yeah. Uh, for this movie, I really recommend actually reading Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. This is about like a teenage Peter Parker. Uh, at this time, I really like a lot of the comic books from like the main Marvel universe, but those were all like adult and married peter parker or adult and a demon just <laughs> retconned my marriage and undid my love for the last 15 years wow, yeah, he's, he's going through a lot that was just unrelatable to someone in high school so ultimate spider-man is the way to go all right so spider-man side question yeah where does where does venom does venom fit into this venom doesn't fit into the mcu yet as far as i know i have venom 2 on blu-ray <laughs> I haven't opened it yet. It's been months. I intend to watch it very soon. I, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Venom 2 yet either. But I've only had it for either. three months <laughs> sitting on my desk. I'm like, yeah, maybe tomorrow. And then it's just tomorrow never comes. But Venom uh, likes Spider-Man adjacent, right? He's like a no, he, to- he absolutely is. He absolutely is. But I don't know how they do it now because like it was pretty important for that guy to be there like around Spider-Man. So I don't know how they wrap it all together. Uh, but I'm sure they could. I'm sure they should. I'm sure they will. Sony just fucking things up for all of us. Is Venom good? Should I watch Venom? Because it didn't look good to me. Uh, The first Venom movie, I think, is actually kind of a lot of fun because it feels like a fuck you to the MCU. Just because it feels like such a throwback to like mid 2000 superhero movies, but like competent and like I I genuinely love Tom Hardy. 
Yeah, it's it's like it's kind of silly. It's kind of it's fun in like a silly, like lighthearted way that a lot of the movies, a lot of these superhero movies aren't. Yeah. But is it a good Venom movie? How many Venom movies are there? <laughs> I know. Like it, Fabio likes it's Venom. Fabio really likes Fabio really likes antiheroes. I think it's pretty good. Actually, no, I don't. I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's worth watching, though. It is entertaining for the yeah. hour or two that you watch. You're like, oh, I'll yeah. watch this once. It's fun. There yeah. are worse ways to spend 90 minutes. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, I also recommend for Spider-Man Homecoming miniseries called Mary Jane, Mary Jane Homecoming, and Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Those are all from 2004 and 2005 by Sean McKeever, Takeshi Miyazawa, and David Hahn. I just interviewed Sean McKeever on this podcast to talk about that book because I loved it so much. It was literally that book that made me reach out to him. And then I want to see what else he had. So I read everything else of his on Marvel Unlimited last year. And uh, yeah, cool guy. Cool comics that how I much, can't recommend enough. How much does he love Mary Jane? Uh, he loves Mary Jane quite a bit. In fact, he let All me know right. that he was open to returning to Marvel. And if uh, digital reads of the series are successful enough, they, he hopes that they get to revive the series and he gets to come back and finish writing it because it ends on a big-ass cliffhanger that uh, I was not too happy about. I want to see what happens. Uh, next up, Black Panther. Oh, this I... movie's great. A lot of people shit on like the final act for like not looking as good as the rest of the movie. I personally don't see it, but I also have pretty bad eyesight. So I I didn't everyone's everyone's focused on like one scene being bad. Like the final, like the climactic fight at the end of the movie. Oh. I didn't like this movie because they used a joke <laughs> for one reason. They used a joke from a vine. Uh, the what are those pointing at the sneakers joke. And it was already like a three year old vine and uh, wasn't funny anymore. And they used it in a movie and I felt like it was so irrelevant that it just made me cringe. And uh, I was out by that point. <laughs> so i feel dumbest, like i should give it another go but the fuck, literally the dumbest reason i've ever heard to not like a fucking movie <laughs> it was just so I, cheesy some parts were uh-huh, so cheesy uh-huh. mm-hmm. i need to go back and watch it i honestly yeah. like I, I and there is there are no cheesy parts in any of the other movies we've talked about oh yeah and i'll fucking talk about how fucking horrible like iron man 3 goes second dick <laughs> Again, that's like one of my favorite ones. Uh, <laughs> can't, can't stress enough how much I like Iron Man 3 and how maybe Iron Man 3 should tell Fabio to go suck a dick. <laughs> no, I liked overall. I thought it was cool. Um, I just thought it was super cheesy. I thought Michael B. Jordan was fucking excellent in this. I thought Andy oh, yeah. Circus was He's excellent in, in this. Yep. Uh, Chadwick Boseman was excellent. Like yep, I love so much about this movie. I also love the director, Ryan Coogler. Like, that guy just... I don't think he's, like, missed on a movie yet. Between, like, Creed and, like, Fruitvale Station. Like, I, the guy is just, like, really talented. Also, um... Oof. I've <clears throat> never watched Fruitvale Station just because it hits a little too close to home. Just, yeah, considering just I've ridden there. past yeah. that. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's probably a good call. Uh, for this series, I recommend Black Panther by Christopher priest and various artists this is the marvel night series from 1998 this book is fucking excellent i also recommend black panther by ta-nehisi coates and brian selfries and that is the series from 2015 uh again just really good black panther books yeah I'd there wasn't a whole 
there was another series from like 2005 by oh god what's his name uh i think it was reginald hudlin and john ramita jr was like the the first artist on it i think that series is like fine but uh these other two that i mentioned are are really good uh next up is dr strange i fucking love this movie because it just looks weird as hell yeah, and this is when I started to get excited about the MCU again because this Same. movie just looked batshit crazy. Yeah, I agree. I fucking love this movie. I also love Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, for this, I recommend a book called Doctor Strange, The Oath by, what's his name? Uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, really good shit. Good six-issue miniseries. Wonderful introduction to the character. Next up, Thor Ragnarok. Hell yeah think this is like pretty high on most people's list for best mcu movies it's just a good movie and i think that that's what makes it different from every other mcu movie is that like it's is that it's good is that it's fucking good (laughs) no like i i don't know i feel like a lot of the mcu movies have like a formula and they kind of stick to it and for me it's just repetitive Mm -hmm. um and I don't know, this was like something that kind of broke it. And like, it just was a good movie that happened to have superheroes in it for me. Like, yeah, and that those are my favorite type of superhero movies. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Taika Waititi is just fucking great. Also, Kate Blanchett looks fucking incredible in this movie. I don't know what it is about casting someone as the goddess of death, but like, yeah, I'm into it. No, yeah, it's it, even if you don't decide to watch any of these movies at least just watch this <laughs> like yeah. this is my favorite god she's incredible in that Never movie well it's like that one scene in lord of the rings where like galadriel goes like evil she's like instead of a really you'd have a queen it's like she does terrible. like all that weird shit yeah but it's her doing that the entire movie it's excellent yeah just watch it it's good yeah uh for this movie if you like this i recommend checking out planet hulk that is the hulk series from 1999 issues 92 to 105 uh it's basically like is there right yeah it's like hulk gets like shipped off to we're gonna cover this in the podcast obviously because it it ties into a really big event but it's really good it's just him on like a battle world becoming like a gladiator and like fighting through like arena ranks it's really good also thor ragnarok uh from the thor series from 1998 issues 80 to 85 it talks about like the destruction of asgard and then that thor comic actually there was no thor comic for like five years after that or three years after that uh, so it was kind of a big deal. Next up, Asgard got destroyed. Yeah, and they had to wait yeah. to be reborn in, in takes about home. five years from, from so. the realm eternal. Yeah. 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 Uh, next up, Ant Man and the Wasp. I again like this movie. I think the Ant Man movies have like the most personality of any like non Guardians movie and Thor Ragnarok. So I like it. Also, like who's that? One. Who's that guy? Who's like the? He's from Hateful Eight. Oh, what is that character? That actor's name? I'm going to edit this out. I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> hey everyone, Future George here. Uh, I just want to say uh, I did not edit that out. Uh, that's on me. Sorry. Uh, Walton Goggins. He's in this movie. Yeah, and how I the just, fuck are you supposed to remember that name? Who the fuck is he's Walton like a fa- Goggins? <laughs> yeah. he, he's on the, he's on the Righteous Gem... Fuck you. He's on the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. He's in the Hateful cool. Eight. Yeah, he's great. He's on Justified. He was in Predators. He was in Django Unchained. Like, that guy's just fucking awesome. And I can never Dude, remember his name. I watched the shit out of fucking Vice Principals, and I totally forgot his real name. I yeah, just, like, I'm not the asshole. You're it. the asshole. <laughs> yeah. 
It's the second time I watched that show and I totally forgot. Yeah, that's fair. What a fucking name. Yeah, I didn't know Walton Goggins. Name. Yeah, that sounds like the name of like a Muppet. I'm sorry. He's great. Yeah. Uh, for this movie, I recommend reading Mighty Avengers from 2007, the first 20 issues. Uh, just if you like the Wasp as a character, she's pretty important there. And that was by Brian Michael Bendis and various artists like uh, Frank Cho, among others. I also recommend um, a series called FF. Uh, volume two from 2013 Final fantasy ff stands for future foundation oh. and it's it's by matt fraction and mike allred and that's just like a really good um scott lang story that i i think he just makes it seem cool um cool. yeah so I, I like that one next up avengers infinity war this is a big one jesus christ how many avengers are there if Wait, we count this... captain america yeah, Civil is this war? three were there three or four or was it three and a half how does, what, what uh, well, there is Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Oh, and okay. Civil, American, War, Civil War. Civil War was basically an Avengers movie. Okay, okay. Uh, this movie fucks. I was so excited to see this movie. I was so excited to see this movie. I bought a ticket for Jamie and he never showed up. So Classic. it was great because then I had more space in the theater. <laughs> I don't remember this. Dude, I even bought you an Ike sandwich. I was so excited. You oh, showed Ike's up. Is so you showed good. up. We have it yeah, here. It was too. so good. You showed up to the bar after, and you were like, "Sorry, man, I was asleep." <laughs> it was like okay. <laughs> and then I th- I'm pretty sure this was a night you got hit on by like an incredibly old woman, and it made you so uncomfortable. You left the bar and just went home. You're like, I don't want to be out in public anymore. <laughs> like a, a ten thousand year old woman just like made eyes at me and like pinched my cheek, and I need to leave. <laughs> So you were going through a lot that day, and I, I yeah, quickly so forgave you. It took you. a lot for me to get out to the bar, clearly. I was like, yeah, nope, it, it, it did not take a lot for you to leave the bar. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I was going through something probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> for this, I recommend the Thanos Quest. This is a comic from 1990. It has two issues. It is fucking incredible, and it talks about Thanos assembling the Infinity Stones. Uh, I also recommend a story called Infinity uh from 2013 and if you have marvel unlimited uh that should just be like a tab you can read but it's an infinity one through six and also new avengers from 2013 7 through 12 and avengers from 2013 14 through 23 all these issues tie in they tell you exactly which order to read it in it is one of my favorite events of all time is written by jonathan hickman really good shit uh immediately after avengers endgame which was like the one of the biggest movies of all time this was like you know them doing their their time heist and trying to trying to beat Thanos. Uh, I really like Infinity War and Endgame is just like it's like Harry Potter eight. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. It's part one and part two. It's so good. Like I was so fucking sick of Marvel movies by this point, and I went to go see it by myself in a matinee and just sat alone in a theater and cried my fucking eyes out. Like I was in tears (laughs) watching some of these scenes. Like like the parts not to spoil it but just like the the fallout of everything like i thought it was done so well even with how bored i was with it by the time i got to this point like it was it was they fucking got it like right at the end they fucking pulled it together for me at least and yeah i thought it was fantastic i'm also no drugs were involved in that viewing as fabio stated earlier at the beginning (laughs) (laughs) drugs never heard of them um 
Also, it's amazing because like the final fight scene's like over an hour long, and it like doesn't even feel like it. Like it goes by pretty fast. Like it's all gas. Uh, that third act. It's pretty amazing. Uh, for this movie, this is where I recommend the Infinity Gauntlet from 1991, uh, that by George Perez and Ron Lim and Jim Starlin, and then Infinity War, the sequel to that series by Jim Starlin and Ron Lim. And then the sequel to that, The Infinity Crusade by Jim Starlin and Ron Lim. I also recommend Marvel Universe The End from 2003 by Jim Starlin and Al Milgram. And this is just like, there was a whole bunch of series called dot, 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 The End. And it would just focus on a different character or a different team or whatever. And it would just explain like, here's like one version of like their final story. And this series was about like how the entire fucking universe just ends. And it's all Thanos's fault, and it's excellent, and uh, it's six issues, and it reads really quickly. Uh, I cannot recommend that one enough. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home talks about the fallout from Avengers Endgame. This is the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. I actually really like this one. Yeah, I don't even remember. Everything was such a fucking blur with those movies. Yeah, it's probably my fault. Wait, isn't Far From Home the one that just came out with all of them? No, that's a different one. That's uh, that's No Way Home. We'll get to that. Oh goddamn! We're we're wrapping up. We're 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 getting into like the Disney Plus shit at this point. Um, But for Far From Home, again, I recommend Ultimate Spider-Man. Also, if you have Marvel Unlimited, there's a a story part of the Gauntlet era of Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man six eighteen to six twenty, by Dan Slott and Marcos Martin, and that's just a really good Mysterio story. It's just three issues. Mysterio fucking rules. Mysterio does fucking rule. Uh, Jamie, this is where things get complicated because this is when Disney Plus becomes a thing this is when the shows start coming out so the first show the first show is wandavision i really like wandavision i really like it a lot and uh we've talked about some of the stories avengers disassembled on this show and we talked about young avengers on this show uh i also recommend house of m which is a story we're about to cover we're gonna hit that by the summer probably at the very latest i'm so excited to finally get to house of m because that was like my first big like marker for the show I also recommend Young Avengers Children's Crusade as a sequel to Young Avengers if you've already read the first Young Avengers series. Whew. Uh, okay, how many after episodes that, of WandaVision do I have to watch until I'm not bored uh, anymore, though? Until you're not bored? Three. I'd say it Three? picks up steam probably by like the third episode. Five. Yeah. I'll do it's it like black uh, and white until like the second, like halfway through the second or something like that. I don't have a problem. I was actually kind of into it when I heard about it, but then when I watched it, I was yeah. just bored. I grew up. I think that's why like, they released like three or four. I think that's why they released two episodes on the first day, right? Was to be like, okay, first episode's a little out there. Second episode, you'll at least see like the tu- like the light at the end of the tunnel and like know where we're going. Uh, okay. Next up is a uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think this series is really, really good until like the last 20 minutes. And then I was just a little like underwhelmed with, with how they ended things. Uh, that said, I love Anthony Mackie as Falcon. I love Stan Sebastian as winter soldier. I even like what's his nuts. Wyatt Russell as, uh, as the captain. Uh, I, I think it's, a fine I, I, show could, just... I couldn't stand the, like the Rena. What's his, what's the, uh, the original captain America's actor. But the replacement Captain America was just like, nah. I that was Wyatt Russell. Man, no, I fuck you. I love Wyatt. He's great. Um, really good hockey player, actually. Good friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, played a lot of minor <laughs> league hockey. Um, let's see. Uh, for this so series or for this movie, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's way better than I could ever do. I'm just kidding. I'm just picturing Happy Gilmore at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have a record, you know. I spent the most time in the penalty box. I also have another record. I'm the only guy <laughs> who ever, ever took off my skate and tried to <laughs> tried to stab somebody. <laughs> uh, for this, I recommend the series All New Cats in America from 2015 by Rick Remender and Stuart Immonen. I also recommend Winter Soldier, The Bitter March by Rick Remender and Roland Bashi. I also recommend Captain America from 2005, issues 1 through 50, because it's a Captain America 50? book. Uh, that's the entire like Winter Soldier saga Holy is, is shit. the first 50 issues. And so it's just dramatic. like, it's a Captain America book in name, but like Sam is in it a lot. Like the Falcon is in it a lot. Um, okay. Agent 13, Sharon Carter from the movies is in it a lot. Like it's, it, it's like an ensemble book. It's almost a team book. It's, it's really, really good. Cool. After that was uh, on Disney plus was Loki. I, I love fucking Loki. love Loki. That's the only one Loki's I've seen. I watched that. I think Loki's is probably so the best show. Fucking good. It's original and it's fun and it's yeah. Yeah, and it best. asks you the most important question of all: Are you an existential nihilist or a cosmic nihilist? <laughs> like, what, what? What's your flavor of depression today? Um, yeah, it's a good it's great. show. It's great. For that, I recommend the book uh, Loki by Robert Rohde and Asad Ribic. Uh, it's like a mini series that just talks about like the the what is it rivalry i guess uh from loki's perspective really good asad Ribic has been named a bunch on this show because he's just stupidly fucking talented i also recommend avengers from 1998 issues 41 to 55 by kurt busiek alan davis kieran dwyer and ivan reese and i'm not gonna say why i'm just gonna let you watch loki and then try to figure out why i recommend that um it's really good shit okay. next up shang chi and the legend of the ten rings Oh, I just watched that. That was fun. Yeah, I thought that movie was great. I thought it was super fun. I haven't watched it. I need to watch it. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. It's really good. I know. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, for this, I actually recommend. There like wasn't really a good Shang Chi book from like the last twenty years until recently. So like the new Shang Chi series by Jen Luen Yang and Dyke Ruan and Philip Tan, like that's actually like a really good book. But the best uh, Shang-Chi book before then was actually a team-up book called Secret Avengers from 2010, where he was like a behind-the-scenes operative of Captain America who had like a secret Avengers task force. And they were doing like actual good shit, Fabio. They weren't like destabilizing countries, don't worry. They were destabilizing Mars and uh, the weird serpent society that lived out there. Totally fuck different. the serpent yeah. society. I'm yeah, sick of it. Fuck them. Elon. I can say that. I'm not even fucking scared. Fuck a snake, man. Um, But Secret Avengers, really good. Really, really good. And Shang-Chi, like the only thing I knew about Shang-Chi going to the movie was from that book. And it was just one of those things where I knew nothing about this character, but I know the relief everyone else feels when he shows up. Like he's just a character that made everyone else feel better, no matter like what they were up against. And that was like all I feel like I really needed to know about the character. And I think that's really, really cool. You can forget what people do. You can forget what people say but you never forget how they made you feel. I think I was worried about the how bad the martial arts were in Iron Fist that I just haven't like been too excited for like a martial arts Marvel movie. So I, I do need to get around to watching this. I just, I don't know why I just never got around to it. I'm excited That's to see fair. it right now. I'm excited to make you read Immortal Iron Fist, the comic, and like you're gonna be, you're gonna understand why I was so disappointed with the show. And you're also gonna think he's a cool kick-ass character finally. Um, next up is the cartoon on Disney Plus. It's called What If. Haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't heard of it. 
each episode takes place in like an alternate reality. It's narrated by this character called Uatu the Watcher who uh, archives and documents all these like disparate realities. And I don't think the first like four episodes are very good. And then because like they're all just like not connected at all. And then they do become connected. So like give this one some extra time to bake in the oven if, if you're not convinced yet. Uh, I think you can skip the series. I think the most important thing about this series is to like show you how weird and varied the Marvel universe is about to become. That said, there are some really fucking good what if stories. <clears throat> and so I recommend Ruin by Warren Ellis and Therese Nielsen, who was like a fantasy painter. Really good book from 1995 that was just like showing the worst case scenario for the Marvel universe. Really good, depressing shit. I also recommend Marvel Zombies from 2005 by Robert Kirkman and Sean Phillips. And uh, there's actually an X-Men book that's all about jumping between different Earths and realities and stuff. And that is called Exiles from 2001 by Judd Winnick and Mike McCone. There is another series in 2018 by Saladin Ahmed and Javier Rodriguez. That book is just fun. Like that book is just like asking you to check your brain at the door every issue and just like have a blast with these fucking weirdo characters. Exiles I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. Ugh, next up, The Eternals. <laughs> I liked it. I think I, I liked it. I liked it. I'm worried about seeing Angelina <laughs> Jolie in a Marvel movie. Oh, uh, yeah. We literally talked about this last night, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. But I, I'll get around uh, to it. I know I will, eventually. Yeah, it's, it's nice seeing her again. I feel like I haven't seen her in, in a minute. Uh, this comic recommendation is really hard, because like I don't actually think there are any good Eternals comics. <laughs> like I, just There just aren't any. Like, it's a I really think the interesting choice. The closest thing there is to the a good Eternals comic is the original Eternal series. And that's just because it was drawn by Jack Kirby. But like he created, he left Marvel because he was so pissed at Marvel and he went over to DC and then he created the new gods like Dark Side and Mr. Miracle and like all this shit. Yeah. And then he left DC and then he like went back to Marvel and he was just like, okay, how do I do that stuff that I was really interested in doing, but do it differently over here so I don't get sued. And then he created the Eternals and like, oh. it's really pretty. Like the first 19 issues are written and drawn by Jack Kirby. So they're really good. He's okay. called the King of comics. Cause he like co-created the Hulk co-created X-Men co-created Captain America back in the fucking forties. Like and this guy like stopped drawing. So he could like go into world war two and like kick the shit out of Nazis. Like he's like a really cool guy and he's a really awesome, talented artist. So I think his book's probably the best. There's a current series of the Eternals by Kieran Gillen and Asad Ribic. Again, Asad Ribic, super talented artist. I don't like. I think that book is fine. I think it's like way <laughs> too slow and just really boring. So I recommend the original Eternal series. I recommend watching the movie, but also like it's the longest Marvel movie that's not like an Avengers movie. So you're gonna need to take some fucking breaks or Wikipedia it. It's fine. You can just read what happens. No, I'll uh, watch it. I just I don't think the, it doesn't get interesting until the last like 15 minutes. It's like, oh, man, maybe you should move the fucking interesting part of your movie up. I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker, but I probably would have tried to do that. I'm they okay probably could have trimmed like 45 to an hour off of it. And still yeah, that's a lot. The movie. I miss yeah. I miss the high and tight hundred minute movie. I, I, you know what? Fuck it. I missed two hour movies. This was two hours and 45 minutes. Like, what are we doing here? Have you guys? watched the Zack Snyder Justice League cut? I know it's off topic because we're on. I did, yeah. And, Do you feel uh, like that was too long as compared to, like, how does that compare to Marvel uh, or to, sorry, to the Eternals? Uh, comparatively, I think it's way better because it felt more, like, self-contained and it felt more, like, mythological in its storytelling. So, like, it felt more, like, grand, which is so funny because the entire point of the Eternals is, like, these are basically gods. And so oh. the fact that I think it was better accomplished in Zack Snyder's is 
that's interesting really saying okay. something however i do think the eternals is a very very pretty movie i think it was chloe Zhao who directed it and like it's a gorgeous looking movie i just don't know if it's like the most interesting marvel movie okay that's but fair. like yeah, again like, like the last get half up hour too and you'll you'll be good like just yeah, probably like, yeah it probably should have been two movies but like again like the last half hour is incredibly important for like new implications for the mcu so it's just like no, oh, i'm man, talking to should... anyone watching it just like pause it when you watch it <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah i pause it break for half an hour make some food and shit yeah i wonder i pause it several don't... times yeah i wonder yeah. why they don't do like the sherlock approach where like, you know, like the British, you know, TV shows where they do like these three episodes spanning, you know, series. Like, where it's nine, like 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah, where they're like 90 minute episodes or something like that and just have it kind of broken out. I feel like even though in movie format, it's the same shit, right? But like there is a fucking difference of having a break, like a little intermission in the fucking story. Like, I, I just feel like. Uh, Probably yeah, this maybe. is America. They want to make money. You're either it's going true. to the movie theater or like, yeah, or, you're or going you to can, streaming. Or you like can streaming is probably right less. Yeah. yeah, it's either a movie or a 10-part series. No in yeah. between. I know, I know. But I, I'm just thinking like that could be... No, no, that would have made sense. Yeah, that would have been like... They could the, probably, probably do a right... lot more of those. Instead of TV shows, huge 10-series TV shows do like a few different random three... Yeah, I'd rather they do that. Well, just I'm so much more into like Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett than I am like the last three movies, to be honest. Like, and and for Star Wars, and so I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Like, just just make this like long form storytelling. Like, I'm I'm way more interested. Yeah, and even like like book book and uh, Mando have both like they've they've gotten longer. They're not just half hour episodes. Like yeah. they're like 45 minutes to an hour. I was like, all right, like I I appreciate this. Like, I don't want just a quick half hour. So like, yeah, like I mean. Yeah, getting back to, I think the Eternals probably would have been a great three-part, four-part series, but yeah, no, no. I'm curious about it. This makes me more interested about it. The more I like hear how like eh, it was, how, but, how like, split people are. Yeah, yeah, I'm very curious about it. It makes me want to watch more. Final movie just came wow. out in theaters: Spider-Man: <laughs> No Way Home. I haven't watched that. That was the one. I have not seen it yet. I've I can guess what it's about based on the trailers i've seen uh yeah. so i i assume it's super important for again implications for later movies it, it sucks that it's like oh this movie doesn't stand on its own but this movie is really important for like the fucking <laughs> next movie and then you just say that about the next movie it's like okay well that movie is a little underwhelming but it, it's it's it sets up the dominoes <laughs> perfectly for the next one and we're just saying that until we die and there's 10,000 Marvel movies. Um, yeah, that's what they want to do. They're just yeah. like, yeah, get you sucked yeah. in. And you'll have one. So is, what is Spider-Man between. supposed to be like the bottleneck? Like where we're consolidating this whole fucking Jesus Christ. This is a huge list that you just yeah. threw at me, George. And like Spider-Man kind of wraps you, it up into our I, next. I can't second. believe you wrote it down. Like I wasn't like I, I could have just emailed you the list. I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> um, eh, I'm sorry. I was here. I was doing nothing. Listening um, to you. So I don't know how they make this work, but I know that they do it. This is all about Spider-Man meeting different Spider-Man from from various realities. Cool. So I um I recommend Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. It is about Peter Parker from the Marvel 616, the main Marvel universe, crossing over into the Ultimate Universe and spending time with Miles Morales, who is the ultimate Spider-Man of, of that universe. 
I also recommend Ultimate Power by Brian Michael Bendis, J. Michael Straczynski, and Jeff Loeb, and artist Greg Land from 2006. And that is about crossing over universes as well. And then also uh, Spider-Verse from 2015, 2016, which was just a big-ass crossover with way too many people to list. Um, that was probably the inspiration for Into the Spider-Verse and, and this movie, aside from like the 90s cartoon, which I know had various Spider-Men from various realities. But that's it. That's the MCU. That was our general temperature taking of each of the movies, too. It's just to give you some insights on how we feel about that. Um, Jamie, you going to do a marathon now? You going to start at the beginning? Oh, fuck. I mean, at least I know where to start, but oh, shit. (laughs) It's like, hey, you're starting a new job soon, so I'm sure you'll have plenty of time to uh, invest in a a 28 movie marathon. Yeah. Four days a week, so I got one day to watch movies. It's fine. Hell yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot here. Holy hell. And like, I only wrote, I wrote down the movies. I didn't even write down all the comics we threw out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this know. this one's super long. Um, also, there's just so much information. This I think it was fun enough to listen to. But please check out the website shortboxsummary.com. I'm actually just gonna like turn this into a blog post there on uh, this on the spinner rack, so I can just like list all these movies in order, and I can also list these comic book recommendations and. I'll try to put in like links to, to Marvel Unlimited so you can just click that if you're on mobile. To end though, George, you didn't answer my issue. question. Which Spider-Man like matter in the MCU? There's Tobey Maguire, there's Tom Holland, there's what's his name, the guy who just did the music movie, and then Andrew there's Garfield. Venom. Yeah. There are so many Spider-Man questions. All right, so from what I can this gather like the from the post-credit tr- scene, from what I can gather from Spider-Man No Way Home they're all important now. Like every single one of them like actually happened. So this is the MCU order. Um, You can also add in the Tobey Maguire one through three movies. You can also add in the Andrew Garfield one through two movies. I actually think those are pretty underrated. I think the Andrew Garfield movies are I like them. I love the Andrew Garfield movies better than Tobey Maguire. Same. Much better Uh, than Tobey Maguire. Same. I love the the first two. Spider-Man 2 is just, it's always going to own a little piece of my heart. Sure, but like... The movie's fucking incredible. Doc Ock is so good. I thought Andrew... And, and Andrew Andrew was good. He's a good guy. Andrew I, I thought the villains in the first, like whatever the Tobey Maguire movies were better. I just like I was thinking Andrew loved Tobey Maguire. Well, I love how they updated it because, like in the Tobey Maguire movie, Tobey Maguire was like a 1960s fucking scrawny with glasses nerd. Like he was just like such a classic interpretation of nerd. And then in the Andrew Garfield movie, it's like. Oh, he's just like a fucking weird, quiet kid who like likes to go skateboard by himself. You know, like they they I thought they updated like what Peter Parker meant to the 21st century really, really well. And it's just like, oh, yeah, he would be an outcast, not necessarily like a fucking pushes his glasses up dork, you know? Yeah. He's not wearing a sweater vest. Like, no, we need Tom Holland. I haven't I don't think I've watched very many Tom Holland Spider-Man. So I got I got some catching up to do. I oh, mean, Iron Man is featured pretty prominently in the first one. So if you, yeah, if you that's have right. some. No, yeah, Robert I feel Downey like I've June. seen him, seen him in some of the Avengers ones, but not the Spider-Man alone ones. Yeah. And this is a great time to say licensing is stupid as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruins a lot of the things we like to enjoy about this. So thanks a lot. Copyright laws. <laughs> yeah. Those of you interested in watching this movie series in its entirety on its own, you're going to have to subscribe to at least 
six different streaming services. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. All right. Um, I think that about wraps us up. This is one of our longer episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Fabio, you want people to get in touch with you? Sure. But you won't. I'm at Savio Fantana. What's up? Yeah, Bye. play play video games with us. We're bored. Jamie, do you have anything you want to plug? Not really. Like I don't really want people to get in touch with me. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Don't touch me. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's why I created a new Twitter account just for the show. Like, yeah, talk to that. Don't talk to me. I don't know you. Uh, but yeah, hit up PurpleBird616 on Twitter if you have any questions or comments about the show. Again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it so I can improve or keep doing certain things that people enjoy, please let me know how to make a yeah, better show. If you want to touch me, touch George and tell him yeah. to touch me. That's fine. Okay, again, the phrase is get in touch. Please don't fucking <laughs> touch me. Um, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week to talk more about the comics of the early 2000s, but wanted to take a quick detour to help a friend out navigating the MCU. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. Arrivederci. Ciao. Abodanza. <laughs> <laughs>